Hi, everybody. This is Stephanie Ruper. Thank you for tuning in to the Meaning of Everything podcast, where we entertain truly revolutionary ideas. Today is episode number 21X, and I am going to be talking about the need for certainty. Now, if you listened to episode 21, and I cannot recommend it enough, I absolutely cannot recommend it enough, uh, then you would know that we spent a lot of time talking about what is often called the need for certainty or the need for cognitive closure in the psychological literature. And so the man I had on, the distinguished professor, Ari Kuglansky, actually developed a scale, which is a sort of quiz that you can take to gauge how much you are influenced by the need for certainty and therefore are susceptible to emotional argumentation and just adopting opinions from your group and not necessarily being able to to stay open-minded. So there is a shorter version of his scale that is available online. I'm actually going to take the quiz and uh, I'll, I'll read out loud the questions so you can sort of take it for yourself if you want and then sort of gauge where you think you might fall. So that's on today's docket. Quickly, before jumping into the quiz, our winner for the giveaway, which I so graciously do for people who write reviews of the podcast, uh, there was a giveaway. Uh, this week's winner, her name is Anna Vorhestein. I think it's German. So anyway. She is going to be all all set with a free book, one of my favorites that I recommend. You can find out which books they are at stephanieruper.com slash book giveaway. And or just email me at tmoeverything at gmail.com if you have any questions. I would be more than happy to answer them. So that's that. Very exciting. All very exciting things. Today... I'm going to take a quiz about certainty. And I, it's, so this is very interesting. The need for certainty is in, is something that is actually variable and you can have it, you can have a genetic predisposition towards needing certainty or not. That's actually been recently demonstrated. You can also, you're influenced by your early childhood development, of course, how much you need certain answers versus how comfortable you are with ambiguity, or maybe you need some kind of ambiguity to refrain from making commitments. Where you fall on that spectrum, and Eric Kuglansky does talk about it as a spectrum, where you fall on that spectrum is in part dependent on those factors. And then in your adult life, in your day-to-day life, you're actually very uh, predisposed to being affected by your current circumstances. So what is the news cycle like this week or this year or this decade, right? And what... What is, how anxious are you because of stressful things that may or may not be happening in your life, right? Or are you under time pressure? Are you under stress because you're running out of money, right? Any kind of source of stress, any kind of thing that occupies your mental or emotional energy will bias you towards needing more certainty. And so that's something that's very important to be aware of. But generally speaking, we all do have tendencies, to either need it or not need it. And then it can change based on the circumstance. There are some circumstances in which it is helpful for my anxiety mitigation to not have certain answers. I would rather not know. You know, if I get an email and it's going to deter, you know, present an option to me that will be a hard decision to make, then I, 
will resist opening the email, for example, and this is a sign that I am averse to certainty and need to avoid it or feel predisposed to avoid it, at least in these certain circumstances. But most other circumstances, I do feel an emotional attachment to answers. And I think a lot of us do. I think especially in today's world, which is so ambiguous and so full of all of these you know, swirling different needs and ideas and facts and alternative facts and all this sort of stuff. You know, we definitely do live in a deeply uncertain world. So that being said, shall we take a need for closure quiz together? This quiz, by the way, the original scale was developed by Eric Kruglansky and another psychologist named Donna Webster. And this uh, shortened version was developed by um, Arn Rotz and Ellen Van Heel, who wanted to be able to present this to people in a, in a shortened for, form, which is really nice. And it is available online actually at the New York Magazine. Uh, so here, here is a quiz. Just get thinking. It's on a scale you respond from one to six. And one is not at all true of me. And six is very true of me. So low is no and high is yes, that's me. And you don't need to, you can go through and give yourself a score or you can just sort of ballpark based on what I'm saying and how you feel about it. Number one, I don't like situations that are uncertain. How do you feel about situations that are uncertain? Sometimes I really like them, sometimes I don't. So I'll put something in the middle. I dislike questions that could be answered in many different ways. This is number two. Do you dislike questions that could be answered in many different ways? Remember, uh, low one is no, I, that's not true of me, and uh, six is that's very true of me. Do I like questions that could be answered in many different ways? Oh, I like them, actually. Uh, although they can, I feel them as, I like them, but I also experience them as stressful, which is deeply ironic about me personally. Three, I feel uncomfortable when I don't understand the reason why an event occurred in my life. Okay, that's very true of me. I'm going to give that a big old whopping six. What, what about you? I'm just curious. Okay. I, I'm going to go on Instagram when this episode comes out and ask people how they did on the test. When I have made a decision, I feel relieved. Very true of me. I'm going to give that a big old whopping six. I am tempted sometimes to say lower uh, because I don't feel relieved. But usually if I don't feel relieved, it's because I just don't feel certain about my answer. So it's definitely a big old whopping six. I dislike it when a person's statement could mean many different things you know, when somebody says something, is it ambiguous? Um, yes and no. Six, I do not usually consult many different opinions before forming my own. How many opinions do you consult before you form your own? How long, right? How long do you sit and wonder? How long, how firm are your opinions? You know, that's a great question. I don't have many particularly firm opinions because I'm ready to admit that I'm wrong at any given point in time. So I'm giving myself a very, very, very tiny one I would make it zero if I could. Seven, I find that a well-ordered life with regular hours suits my temperament. I find that a well-ordered life with regular hours suits my temperament. Not for me, maybe for you. Eight, I don't like to go into a situation without knowing what I can expect from it. Whopping six. Do you like knowing what you can expect from situations before you go in? Nine, I don't like to be with people who are capable of unexpected actions. I agree. 
Is that a yes for you? That's very true of me or not at all. I don't like to be with people who are capable of unexpected actions. 10. I enjoy having a clear and structured mode of life. Eh. 11. I feel irritated when one person disagrees with what everyone else in the group believes. Definitely disagree. I love when people are contentious, have different opinions. Do you feel irritated when someone in a group disagrees? 12. I would quickly become impatient and irritated if I could not find a solution to a problem immediately. It's not true for me. Is that true for you? Do you need solutions immediately? Can you think of different situations in which it might apply or might not? 13. When I am confronted with a problem, I'm dying to reach a solution very quickly. I think for a lot of us, it depends on what kind of problem it is. But generally speaking, when you're confronted with a problem, are you dying to reach a solution? Remember, sixes are yes, ones are no. 14. I find that establishing a consistent routine enables me to enjoy life more. Mm. Yes and no. 15. This is the last one. I dislike unpredictable situations. I guess that depends. What do you think? Right? Okay. So that was the whole thing. 15 questions. Now, were you nodding your head thinking yes the whole time? Or were you thinking like, mm, that doesn't really sound like me? If you were nodding your head thinking yes the whole time, then you are high on the need for certainty scale. It's just very, very important to know. This is Eric Kuglansky, the man again who was on last episode, argues that this is one of the most important things for us to understand about ourselves. You know, it doesn't make us a bad person if we have a high need for certainty and we want to be certain and we want to have answers. That doesn't make us bad people, but it does mean that if we are aware of it and we want to be open-minded, then we have to watch ourselves and be very careful. And also, it can be pathological to be all the way on the other end. It's not necessarily healthy to be somebody who's paralyzed by indecision, which I often am. You know, so it's not to say that one side is better than the other. The extremes, both of both extremes can be really paralyzing. And Ari Kuglansky argues that it's important to be somewhere in the middle. But we need to know, generally speaking, where we fit on that spectrum so that we can do what we can to find that balance between having opinions and having opinions that are too firm. You know, we want to have values and fight for things that we believe in, but we also don't want to be so loose in our opinions that we don't have anything to fight for. This is actually a struggle that I am working really hard on right now because I believe that there are things worth fighting for, but I have to choose what they are and I have to be loyal to them. And that's, that's a real challenge for me. I understand it's not for a lot of people, but I figured it was at least worth letting you know. So the scale, I'm looking at my answers right now. I clicked yes. Let's see what it says. Quick, you have a low level of need for closure. Read on to find out what that means. I have a low need. On its own, you can't say anything for sure about someone based on this measure, but certain tendencies pop out. People high in need for certainty tend to prefer autocratic leadership and hierarchical group decision structure while derogating group members with deviant opinions. That means you don't like people who disagree. 
The higher you are in need for closure, in other words, the more important it is for you to, for everyone to know their proper place in a group. That's really interesting. Relatedly, if you have a high level of need for closure, you're more likely to hold conservative political and religious views. Again, not saying this is a bad thing. Basically, anything that seems to provide quick and definite closure can be appealing to people high in need for certainty. Most commonly, these are things they know and are familiar with, such as traditions, things that are very clear, such as what an authority or the law might state. And that's, there's a lot here in the document. You can go read it if you want to. I'll put a link in it in the show notes. But that basically is a little bit about the need for closure, how it can affect us. And uh, I, I guess a little bit of insight into me. I hope that didn't feel narcissistic. I just thought I would play along while I talked you through the process. And the reason I'm doing this, I know that I'm not teaching you necessarily anything profound about the species in making this the theme of episode 21X, but I do think that in a way, if you listen to the quiz and thought deeply about the phrases, then you might in a way get to know yourself, which could be even more important sometimes. So this has been a brief X episode, but I think a incredibly important one. I will be on in the following weeks with some more deeply humbling guests that I have admired for years, uh, even decades. So do stay tuned. Things are getting really hype around here. Thank you so much. I am Stephanie Ruber. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Stephanie Ruper. You can email me at tmoeverything at gmail.com. This has been episode 21X. I am, as ever, forever grateful to you, your patronage support, and everything else. Thank you so much. See you next time. Take care. Take care.